Evening, folks. Great evening. Great evening. This is Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin with another Millionaire Midnight Rant. How you guys doing? Welcome to the podcast. This is Wesley Virgin, your favorite billionaire, your guy who goes live every night to give folks like yourself, men and women, the opportunity to learn how to become a very wealthy, happy person, okay? Welcome to the podcast. Give me a second here. Ask your favorite millionaire anything. Oh, no. We're going to say favorite billionaire, okay? You know, billionaire. It's millionaire. I mean, eh. I mean, billionaires. Millionaire was cool 10 years ago. Okay? So how's everybody doing here? Let's get started here. If you don't know who I am, my name is Wesley Billion Dollar Virgin here, and there's my view. And I'm talking to you from my bedroom right now. I started doing this podcast four years ago because basically 10 years ago, I made my first million, uh, maybe eight years ago. And I have dedicated my life. This is my purpose to help others earn millions as well. But Not only helping people in a practical way as far as the mechanics and techniques and skills, but to help people understand their mindsets. Okay? Really understand how to think, what to think about, how to change your beliefs, how to reframe negative thoughts, and how to really understand the emotional journey of becoming a financially independent person here. And let me be honest with you, most of you unfortunately will not be millionaires. A lot of you. Some of you will. Question, how many of you believe that you will be a millionaire in the next 12 to 24 months? Comment below. I'm just curious. And I want you to look below in the comment section below if you're on my Instagram right now. How many people that's going to say yes? Definitely. Wes, I'm going to be a millionaire. This is my year. This is it. This is going to be my time. I'm going to be the first generation of millionaire in my family here. Everybody's going to say absolutely. Look below. See that? I believe. Even the people that are not coming in below, they're saying it to themselves. Yeah, I'm going to be a millionaire. Yeah. But unfortunately, that's not reality. Uh, It's statistical data that the average millionaire is 57 years old. And there's statistical data that even like less than 3% of people make $500,000 a year. So actually less than 1% of people are actually worth a million. Not to scare you, just to let you know what you're up against. But, however, it's not impossible. I've helped so many people become millionaires. I've helped so many people leave their jobs and they're making six figures per year. So this is what I do best. You know, I am just gifted because I just know people deeply like you. I know how to say certain things to you in a way to allow you to believe that you're confident, that you're successful, that tomorrow morning you're going to wake up with a smile on your face, thanking the universe that everything in your life is going to happen the way that you want it to happen. I'm gifted that way, right? So other than that, I grew up pretty poor and average. But now I'm worth about $40 million. My goal is $100 million in the next 12 months, which I will hit with ease, honestly. With ease. And now I'm here to help you. So tonight we're going to do an Ask Your Favorite Billionaire Anything. So 
let me give all of you a shout out here. If you want to hear your name, you know, you know, to say someone's name is very important to them. So let me know if you want me to call out your name. I will do that. Hey, Jenny, how are you? Guy Frodo. And I want you to listen, you know, the the reason why I do so many acts of billionaire, acts millionaire, anything, because I know some of you may be thinking, well, you know, I never get the opportunity to talk to a millionaire. Millionaires are greedy. Millionaires don't talk to regular people. Millionaires don't talk to average people. Millionaires always tell me no. Millionaires don't want to do that. Well, this is your opportunity. Imagine if I was there with you. And if you can ask me three questions, what would that be? I will answer those questions tonight for you. It doesn't matter what it is. Anything I can do to help you get what you want, I'm here for you. Is that cool? Hey, by the way, I love you. Just want you to know that, just in case you haven't heard it all day. I love you. Okay? Care about you. You got this. Don't give up. But let's get into it. All right, questions here. Rosemary. Rosemary, how are you? Greed. Somebody wants me to talk about greed. Well, let me tell you something about greed. First of all, <clears throat> millionaires are not greedy. No, I don't you know, I don't I don't know if I really agree with the whole definition of being greedy, which means like wanting more. What's wrong with wanting more? You know, because, you know, some people ask, well, Wesley, you're already worth 30, 40 million. Why do you need 100 million? You're being greedy. But to be greedy means that I'm taking away from other people. But what you don't realize, some you don't realize, that think people like myself are greedy, is that we live in a universe that's abundant. It's infinite. Which means there's plenty of money. There's plenty of resources. Plenty of everything, honestly, here on planet Earth. So how can you be greedy in a system that's abundant? The issue is you need to change your beliefs. Once you realize that you live in an abundant world, then there's no greed. It's more than enough for anybody that wants it. And if you want to get deeper, most people don't want a lot of money. They just don't. Some people just want to be comfortable. Everybody that's on this rent right now, they all don't want to be rich. You think so. Like, listen, if you want to be rich, come at the word, I want to be rich. I promise you, well, how many people we have? 48 people now? 48 people are not going to come at, I want to be rich. Some people just want to be comfortable. Some people want to be happy. Some people are already rich. They just don't talk. They just want to listen to me. Some people want to be in a great relationship with a woman. They want a loving family. Some women just want a great loving man that loves them and cares about them, treats, treats her well. Okay, so don't think that everybody on the planet wants to be rich and wealthy. No, which means is it's no greed. It's just more than enough for anybody that wants to play the game in the business arena. Okay, what's next here? Someone says I want to be beyond rich. What what's beyond rich? What's next here, bro? You've been doing these blackout videos for years since I follow you. It's boring. I, I, I'm following. Sorry for the negativity. Well, Mr. Ambitious, just unfollow me. Unfollow. <laughs> Listen, let me share some with you. Is he right? Have I been doing these blackout videos for years? Absolutely. Do I love doing this? Absolutely. 
Do we have over 48 million people watching me right now? Absolutely. <laughs> right? But listen up, young man. Like what I'm doing right now, doing these rants and it's in the dark. Like, listen, it is no reason why this rant should have over a million people, right? Because it's dark. I'm not showing my face. It's a black screen. And it's just a black man talking, a black millionaire, by the way, talking on the other side of the video. So everything I'm doing, anybody that saw this would say, oh, man, no, that's ineffective. That's not going to work. No one's going to watch this. Okay, well, we'll see. See, what I'm teaching, it's a deeper lesson when I do these rants. I'm teaching if you believe in something, anything, if you have a deep belief that it will work, Shout out to Kanye West. It will. Okay. It doesn't matter if I have lighting, if I'm showing my face, if I have some fancy back. Nah. If, if you have an intention and a belief for something to work the way that you want it to work, it just will. And just keep watching. I don't care if it takes 10 years, 20 years. Right? You're going to see millions of people on this, on this black screen. The same black screen that you're talking about. I mean, this is how, you know, this is the success story of every successful person when they was kind of, you know, people said, Wes, you'll never be a millionaire. You're a dropout. You dropped out of high school. I mean, dropped out of college. You went to jail. You got kicked out the army. You're not smart enough. You're a clown. You're a character. You're never going to be able to run a company. You know how I many people told me that? Come on. No one wants your stuff. Stop selling me. I used to be in network marketing, and I was trying to sell them on the plan. Wes, no one's going to buy this BS. Stop doing it. Just go get a job. Stop selling this scammy shit. I mean, I, I mean, I heard it all the time. You know how many people told me to stop doing YouTube videos? You know how many people comment? Hey, man, these videos suck. The camera's not good. The lighting sucks. You know, get yourself a better camera, Wesley. You know how many negative comments? Well, under those videos, and you know the funny part? The most viewed videos were recorded from my iPhone. <laughs> Bad quality. It was terrible. I think it's up like 50 million views right now. I'm not sure. <laughs> so this is the lesson to all of you and even to Mr. Ambition that you're going to have the naysayers and you're going to have the people that's going to tell you what you're doing is not working. And let me, let me go deeper here. Maybe I'll tell this story. I've had people. I've had people that was rooting for me that were rich. And then when I became rich, they became my enemy. True story. You want to hear it? So this was long, you know, it was maybe 15 years ago. So, you know, I mean... I was just like you, man. I was reading the books, meditating, going to seminars, and I was uh, Facebooking people and, you know, hey, man, I like what you're doing. And it was this one millionaire online. I won't say it's lying. I don't want, I don't want to embarrass him. But he was an older guy, and he was doing very well um, on a particular platform by the name of ClickBank. And I said, man, my name is Wesley the Virgin. I have 7infidence.com. You know, you know, you know the email. Like, I'm sure many of you have sent an email to a millionaire before and asked them for help, right? And so, you know, man, I admire you, and maybe I can get some advice from you. And I'm trying to get some affiliates. Well, you know, what are you currently doing? Maybe we can partner up. 
And I kept emailing him. I kept reaching out. And finally, he returned uh, a message. He said, man, Wes, I like what you're doing. Don't give up. Keep going. It's a grind. It's a struggle. You got to make it happen. Keep pushing forward. I like your attitude. I got the opportunity to meet this guy in person, too. Great guy. Very positive. Very optimistic. He was rooting for me. Wes, you got this. You're going to do it, man. Don't worry. Listen. Until the day I not only made a million, I surpassed them. I'll never forget I was invited to this eight-figure per year event. It was maybe like six years ago. And it was in um, Dominican Republic. And it was a company I did a million dollars in sales for. It was another company. It was just, I'm an affiliate for them, so... I mean, I was making so much money, it was crazy, right? So I was an affiliate, and I was made a million dollars with that. And they gave me this nice little Rolex watch or whatever. And I was invited out, and everybody there was doing eight figures plus. And I'm the only black guy. You know, I like being the only black man everywhere I go. I just like it. I don't know. It just sets me apart, you know? Um, so I'm the only black, and I'm the only black young man. Everybody is like 40 plus, 50 plus. Pretty old. <laughs> and I, I mean, not old, but, you know, they up there. And I remember, um, I'm trying to think if I should tell you the whole story. I'm going to tell you the brevity. I, I'm not going to tell you the whole story. Let's just say this. When I saw him, he was like, oh, I see you're doing well, but Wes, let me ask you a question, man. Why you got to buy these cars? And why are you putting on your cars on the internet? Why are you bragging? Man, if you're not careful, you're going to be broke in two years. I swear to God, that's exactly what he said. He didn't say, I'm proud of you. Wesley, man, I'm so happy for you. He said, okay, all right, Wesley, you're doing well, but why are you posting your car? Why are you buying all these cars? You're going to be broke. Why are you not investing your money? It's almost like he resented my success. It's like he resented that I was not only winning, like I was number one. At that time, I was number one. I was killing it in the industry on ClickBank. And the man that I reached out to, that I admired, that I thought was going to be happy for me, was trying to tear me down. Well, let me tell you something, folks. I mean, if you know Wesley Virgin, I love when you tell me that I'm not going to do it. Like, I love it. I love it when you doubt me. You know, I, I don't know why people... Like some of you say, well, I don't want people to doubt me. Like me, I love when people doubt me. I love when they say I'm not going to do this. Oh, you're not going to be a bill. You're not going to do this. You're not going to make $100,000. You're not going to make three hundred. dollars How are you going to do that? You're not going to do it. I love it. You're going to be broke in two years. You're going to lose all your money. You're wasting all your money on cars. You're just wasting your money on first class flights, man. You're going to be broke. I love it. I said, thank you, Mr. Man. And then, I mean, I just went on to make more money. But the point was... There's going to be people out there on the planet, unfortunately, that's always going to see the clouds during the moments when your sun is shining bright. Okay? Like when your sun is shining, when you feel good, you feel good about what you're doing, you feel good about your progress, it's always going to be somebody either in your life or even someone you don't even know. That's going to see the clouds. But what I want you to do is use that as fuel. Okay? 
Use that to push you forward. Use that as a motivator. Don't lay down. Don't and don't think you have to explain yourself. I'm only doing it tonight because I mean I love Mr. Ambition. He don't he don't know what he's saying, you know? You know, he's confused. He's on a rant. He's on a rant of a man that he said that, well, it's not working. And I don't like it. And I need to unfollow you. Does that make sense? I mean, a smart man would just unfollow. He doesn't need to talk. So What's next? I'm sorry, I didn't give you guys a shout out here. Had to take a detour there. Wesley, are you voting for Trump? I don't vote. Next question here. I don't vote and never will. I mean, my mindset, my philosophy about voting, if you want to know, it doesn't matter if Trump, Biden, Obama, whoever becomes president, I still got to go make money. Get it? Like, I still have to control my own destiny. I still have to create my own reality. Man, it doesn't matter, right, who's president and who's not. It doesn't affect my life. It does not. And I get enough. I, I, and I get out of some, you know, it does affect your life. It, wow, I don't know. Listen, I am an independent man. I am a self-reliant man. I am a formidable man. I am a man that's impervious to the world's iniquities. Sure, it don't matter to me. Who cares? I'm still going to be rich. I could be a Republican. I'm going to be rich. Democratic, I'm going to be rich. Regardless. I'm going to be rich and happy. Regardless. For the rest of my life. Okay? What's next here? Questions for me. And I'm sorry if I didn't give you guys a shout out. Okay? Let me see here. Give me a shout out. Peter! What's up, Peter? Hey, Khalil. How are you? Fatuma. Hey, guys, go ahead and share this video out for Share it out. Share, share, share. Slap the share button or just like it or tag somebody. Bring them to the rant here because I have a feeling it's going to get juicy tonight. I have a feeling that somebody's going to have a breakthrough. Can anybody confirm that? I think someone's going to have a breakthrough here tonight. I don't know who it's going to be. I think somebody's going to hear something today and the next six months they're going to make six figures. Somebody's going to hear something tonight, and in the next 30 days, they're going to make $10,000 per month. It happens all the time on my rents. I get emails all day long. So, Wesley, you changed my life. Wesley, you changed my finances. Wesley, I just divorced that person. Wesley, I just said no to that job and started my business. Wesley, I just got fired, and I was very thankful. I get all types of emails. So, I, I like doing this. I'm going to continue to do it forever. Even if it's 60 million people here, I'm still going to do it. What's next here? Questions here. You have everything. Is there anything you wish you still had? Um, The private jet. Come on now. The global. Either the, um, the Gulfstream or the Global 6000. Something similar to Drake's plane. I need a large plane with a big bed in it. I need a living room. I need an office. Like I have a lot of people on my executive team. So when we have meetings, I need to have a meeting in the plane. I want to have not a gym in the plane, but I think I'm going to bring my Pilates instructor on the plane at times so I can do my workouts. Of course, I need to have a private room for me and my girl. You know, if I want to make love on a plane and watch some TV and eat some popcorn and eat some Skittles, I want to be able to do that privately. If I want to go out and talk to my guy, you know, my number twos, I want to be able to talk to them, too, about business. If I want to do a Skype call, I can do that. I got a room for that. 
Okay. So yeah, the private jet is coming in the next 12 months. Though, well, next 24 months for sure, but maybe the next 12 months. We've got some great things I'm working on. Let me see. Hey, Katrina, how are you? La Cita. This week, I just meditated only and focused and I managed to hit my weekly goal. That's gold, biggest boss. Yeah, meditation has been extremely instrumental in my success. You know, this is my, this is my message to the world. Meditation. When people ask me, well, what do I need to do? What is the first step? Like, first, get an intention and then meditate on it. Learn how to meditate. The meditation it's just it's just magical, you know. I I love it. Like today, I meditated for almost two hours today. I love it. It's it's life transformational, and I'm going to keep teaching this until I have. Please tell us how to get to 100k a day. What did it take for you to get there? Now, I could tell you how I got there, but unfortunately, many of you won't believe me. I want you to believe me, but I don't think you will believe me. Because what I'm going to say is going to be very uncommon. Who wants to know how I did it? Okay, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very honest with you. Let me give you the metaphysical part of it, and then I'll give you the practical thing that happened. Metaphysically, four, three, four years ago, I made a decision that I wanted to make $100,000 per day. I think at the time I was making my maybe four hundred, five hundred thousand 500000 a month. You know, I was poor. You know, I can't survive off that. And this was like four years ago. And I said, I need a new goal, right? Because my previous goal was 5000 a day. I did very well. But then I realized I need 100000 a day. Like I need $3 million a month at a minimum because I have a very fancy lifestyle. You know what I mean? I'm gonna have a very, I have a very luxurious lifestyle. So I need $3 million, okay? And let me tell you what I did. I'm going to tell you everything I did metaphysically first. So I got me a chain made that says 100K per day. I spent about 15000 on that. Then I wrote on my mirror in my bathroom. I am so grateful now that I earned 100000 a day. I did that. And then I put a poster board in front of my office. So when I open my front door, I can see it every day. And that's been, that's been there for like three to four years. And not just that. I have eight cars, but one of my vehicles, the license plate says 100K a day. So it's everywhere, right? I see it everywhere. People ask me about it every time. What's this, 100K a day? You make 100K a day? And I tell people, yes. I used to tell people yes all the time. Oh, yeah, of course. I said, no, that's the goal. Of course I am, but that's the goal. Like people would ask me about this 100K a day everywhere when I would travel. Hey, what's that, 100K a day? So I was constantly reminded about this 100K a day. And not just that, on my screensaver, listen up here. On my screensaver, even right now, I have my screensaver is not a dog or my girlfriend or my kids. It's, it just says, I'm so grateful now that I earn 100000 a day. Honestly, that's what it says. I remember when I was in a club in Florida and this beautiful Russian girl came, approached me and I was talking to her. I think I told my guy to go get her for me. And I was talking to her and she was, she read it. She was like, you shouldn't brag. Why do, you t- why do you have it on your phone? And she ended up leaving. And I'm like, what? I said, that's the goal. She said, no, that's just bragging. I said, okay, fine. Right? But I've had that for years. 
Okay, and it was right there. And then, like, listen, I've done 100K a day before, but I, my goal was to do 100K, like, normally. It's, like, normal to do $100,000 every single day. Like, some of you, it's normal for you to make 2000 a month, 5000 a month, 10000 a month. Well, I wanted $3 million a month to be my normal, my new normal. And after four years, it just happened. Okay, like a couple, like a week ago. We had a breakthrough. Now you may know, okay, now let me give you the practical thing that happened. And I was meditating, by the way. Like for the past 30 days, I've been meditating uh, a little bit more. I've been meditating five, six times a day, sometimes 10 times a day for the past month. Just want you guys to know. Now, one thing about meditation, and you can always get my course if you want to learn how I do it. The more you meditate, the faster the intention will come because you get more clarity the great thing about meditation is it starts to clear the thoughts and you only think about the thoughts that you want to think about. And when you're able to remove the clutter, then what you want just happens. So let me tell you how it all happened. So I'm on this. Let me tell you the practical thing that happened. Let me tell you how it all just came to me. Now, listen, I didn't have to go out and get it. Let me say it again. I didn't have to go out there and find out how to do it. Honestly, I did not. I didn't know how I was going to make 100000 Hundred thousand a day. Um, it really came to me, so I joined this platform called the Warrior Plus. On that platform, you can promote products, the pretty cool products, and I made about a million dollars. Right, I became top dog very quickly. It's a small platform, right? I just dominated very quickly, and people started to reach out to me. Somebody, I'm not gonna say his name, but say this guy, he's a copywriter. He's really good. He wants to join my team. He's young, and he's begging to join my team. He's showing me things that I can do. And after months and months of months of convincing me that he is the right fit for my company, we end up doing business together. Okay. And, you know, we're running traffic to the offer um, on the internet. And actually, maybe two, three weeks ago, same guy had an idea. So, you know, why don't, why don't I um, rewrite the copy? Because the copy itself was just fizzling out, right? The VSL, if you're an internet marketer, you know the jargon and language I'm talking about here. If you don't, then you need to go follow me online. But the VSL was just called a video sales letter. It was just fizzling out. We're doing about five, five, $4,000 a day. Who can live off that, right? Then basically, he rewrote it. Took him like three, four days, maybe a week. Created the VSL. Within two days, we were at 40000 a day. And it was like last week. And we, like today, yesterday we did 90,000, today we did 90,000. We actually did 100,000, today we did 100,000. So, yeah, it, it just came to me. I didn't, I didn't do anything. I didn't have to do any brainstorming. It all came to me, right? And listen, to have this type of thinking, I get it because I know a lot of you have the belief that you have to really, really work. But the problem with work when you're trying to accomplish a goal, you don't know how to accomplish the goal. But what I understand about something that's called the unconscious mind, the unconscious part of your mind has every answer and every solution that is needed for you to achieve anything. Because the unconscious mind collects everything. It's like the collective unconscious. You can read a book called The Collective Unconscious by Carl Jung. Great book, hard read. I've been reading it for like the past five years. But it's a good book. And all that means is everything that you need is, is in the mind. Every solution is in the mind. So when you meditate, what happens unconsciously, 
your unconscious mind start to create the, the perfect solutions and you start to attract the right people and make the decisions that get you to the goal faster. Does that make sense? So when I started to meditate more, it just happened. I was very calm and it just happened. But my goal is 300,000 a day. I made that goal two years ago. So now we had 100,000 a day every day, like just a, a minimum. And that's 100,000 a day in one company. Like Ariella's company is doing between 50 to 100,000 a day right now. Like she's going to do next month, she'll do $2.5 million with her company. And remember, I have like 10 plus companies here. So you get it? That's, that's how I did it. Okay. Now, I get it. If you don't believe me, I don't know what to tell you. But I'm going to let you know how I did it. I visualized it. I meditated on it. The more I meditated on it, it just happened. And I got isolated. That's another thing. I got alone by myself. Uh, recently, I got out of a situation with a woman, right, who I love dearly. But we decided, you know, we had to, like, kind of take a break or kind of just go apart. And honestly, I needed that. I just needed that to really focus on me. And just to be honest, I was the issue in that relationship. It wasn't, she wasn't a problem. She was perfect. I was the problem, right? But I resolved that. But being by myself gave me the opportunity to not think about anything except what I was doing, which was business-wise. Make sense? So it just happened faster. You get it? So... What I, listen, hey, Katie, thank you so much for the badge. What I would suggest to anybody that wants to manifest anything faster in their life, one, get clear about what you want. Two, meditate on it like daily as much as humanly possible. Three, separate from the world. Like men, honestly, now I want to give this to men because I, I truly believe that men should be the breadwinners. Men should be the leaders of their family and they should definitely be financially astute. Listen. Separate from your woman for like 60, 70, 90 days. Just like even for a year. Just take one year out of your life. Take a break for women. Okay. Take a break from everybody. Just be by yourself alone. In the beginning, it's going to be very tough. Trust me. I mean, I mean, listen, it's tough because you'll miss people. You know, you think I don't miss the, the young lady I was talking Of course I miss her sometimes. You don't think I don't miss having sex? Of course I miss having sex. You know, I don't miss courting women? Of course. I miss smells. You miss the touch. I mean, all these things are happening in the mind. But what I want you to understand, if you choose, like men, this is for you specifically. If you choose to be celibate, if you need to masturbate, masturbate. If you choose to be celibate, if you choose to separate from women for a while, okay? You meditate. You get clear about what you want. Do that for a year. I promise you it will happen if not close to it, Okay? How long should we meditate for as a beginner? 20 minutes is fine. And the genius script is 10 minutes, and that's a great start. But now I do 20 minutes. I do 40 minutes sometime. But as a beginner, just start small. The key is just do it every day, okay? Just like working out. If you just work out every day, you will make measurable progress. It's just inevitable, okay? What's next here? Thank you. Somebody said they love my rants. I love you too. I love that you listen to me. Thank you. My daughter said the other day, she said, Dad, I love you because you really listen to me. Like when I speak, you listen to every word that I say. I said, of course, baby. You're my princess. What's next? 
I would like to join your team. Very serious. I'm in Texas now. Are you still looking? Yeah, we're looking for setters and we're looking for closers. But let me be very honest with you. You know, we're, you know, I, I can say this over and over again. We're looking for serious people. And I know, I know some of you believe you're serious, but many of you are not serious. You're not. Because, you know, when I get the opportunity, you talk about your baby, you got a child, you're a single mom, you're a dad, you got this, you got a job. Well, come to me when you are willing not to make any excuses, okay? Because honestly, I don't want to hear any fucking excuses, okay? I don't, I don't want to hear it. I don't tolerate it at all, period. Ariella doesn't either. If you have excuses, you will be unemployed as it relates to Virgin Media. And you may think I'm tough, and I am. But I see potential in people that I work with. Like we tend to hire people that I see potential in, people that we can mentor, people that just need some guidance here. But you got to be all in. If you're not all in, I don't want you. Okay? I can't have you doing other jobs and doing this. You can, or you might say, well, how am I supposed to make money? You can make money with me. It's commission-based. It's not hourly-based. If you're looking for an hourly-based job, go work at McDonald's. Go work at Walmart. Go be a waiter. Go be a waiter. Go be a teacher. I don't know. Right? We're here to, honestly, my company, I'm here to make people very, very financially independent. To have more than enough money so they can live their life in a very comfortable way without a job, period. Because we have fun. Like my company, we have fun. We travel the world together. Like I have something planned for my team this year. Oh, man, we, you, you'll see it. We're going to do something cool. We have fun and make money at the same time. It's a lifestyle. Okay. So before you reach out to me or Ariella asking for a job, asking for a position, really talk to yourself and say, you know what? Am I willing to put everything in my life aside for the next six months to a year to allow these people to pour and pour inside of me to help me to create the wealth for me and my family? And if you can't say yes to that, don't contact me or her. Okay. I'm serious and I'm all in, you know. I hear people that say they're serious. Well, what if I say, well, you know, if you're so serious, invest $10,000. Put $10,000 on the line, right? Invest it. And I'm going to hold that money until you make your first twenty dollars or $30,000. How about that? If you're really serious. See, some of you might say, oh, no, wait, 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 wait. I got to pay money? Well, you just said you were serious. See, a, a person that's serious would do whatever it takes to get what he or she wants. But many of you, you're not. You know, you're only you're only going to be serious when it's convenient for you. But as a matter of fact, in the next couple of months, we will be asking people to invest because we bring so much value. We change people's lives here at Virgin Media. That's just what we do. You can ask anybody that works for us. We change lives, and what we're going to do is people have to invest money five, ten thousand, twenty thousand dollars to get started to even be on our team, right? Because we want you to understand that. You got to be willing to lose something. Because this is not a job. This is an opportunity. Okay? It's a life-changing opportunity. Wesley, why do I say to myself that I'm going to stop listening to you because I know how to do it, but then see myself coming back to you? Yeah, listen, 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 listen. I want you to understand something. And that's a great question, actually, because you might say, well, Wesley, you know, you, you tell us. Like, I do tell you that you don't need me, honestly. So, I mean, you don't need me. You don't. You think you need me because you're in a position right now that 
you don't want to be in and you feel that I'm going to give you some advice or some gems that's going to make life better, which I know how to do because I understand people very well. I understand human behavior. I understand persuasion, influence, okay? But listen, and I'm going to be raw here. Unfortunately, the majority of people on the planet, they will feel that they need something or someone or some deity. It can be a god. It could be a pastor, preacher, mentor. It can be a guru. They just feel they need somebody to believe in or somebody that they feel that can give them the information or knowledge that they need to be able to navigate this planet. It's called transference. It's when you transfer power to another person. And it's not a lot of people on this planet that believe or feel that they don't need anything. I'm one of those people. I don't I don't need anyone. I, I don't nah, I don't want to say that because I know you folks gonna get upset. But like I don't I don't even need God. I don't need God to do what I need to do. God has already given me what I need to do to do what I need to do. Like I don't need God. God has already given me the power to do exactly what he has done if you believe the Bible. I don't need anyone. I don't need a guru. I don't need a pal. I don't need a I don't need, but many people are not like this. Now listen, to live a life like this is a very lonely life. It is. I'm going to be honest with you. The life is lonely. Okay. My philosophy, or the way that I think, is always evolving. Do I listen to other people? Of course. Do I listen to other people that may be smarter than me, make more money than me? Absolutely. But do I call someone when I'm in trouble or do I call somebody for advice when my life? No, I go to myself. Why? Because I understand that I have all the, I have the ability to solve any problem in my life. It could be financial. It could be emotional. It could be spiritual. It could be in a relationship. I have that power. And I may not figure it out or I may not discover the solution instantly, but I know I have the power. Listen, I know I have the capability to discover the problem. I mean, the, the solution. Make sense? And unfortunately, most of the world would never be like this. Like 99% of the world would not live their life like this. They will believe that they need other people to help them. They would need to hear something or believe in somebody that they believe is greater than them. And that's just how the world is, okay? And there's many factors, there's many reasons why that's how it is. Uh, oh, God, here we go. <laughs> All right, what's the next? Wes, I listen so much to you, such that I hear you in my head every time, every day I wake up. Though I feel tired, I force myself from being gratitude and talking positively to myself. That's awesome, biggest boss. And listen, I want to be in your head, all of you. Because I have a good intention behind what I'm doing. I have a positive intent. I'm here to help you. Like if you hear me when you wake up tomorrow morning and say, you got this. If you hear me in your mind and says, you know what? I got your back. If you hear me when you wake up 
you know it's going to be a challenging day, and you think, well, what Wesley would do? What, how would he think if he had a challenging day? He'll say, fuck that. Let's go. Right? If I'm in your head giving you positive affirmations, right, are you thinking, what would Wesley do? Well, I want to be in your head. Right? I want to be around you during your day when you have challenges and you you begin to have very deep, hard, dark, emotional situations. Okay? Make sense? <laughs> That's awesome. How is it possible to meditate 10 times a day? Easy. I mean, 10 times a day... That's 200 minutes if I'm doing it for 20 minutes. 200 minutes is about what? Uh, is that two hours, three hours? Like three hours and a half? I mean, it's 24 hours in a day, eight hours you're sleeping, right? So you still have another. Item. Think about it. Like what you can do is every hour you can meditate for 10 minutes. Every hour, 10 minutes, 10 minutes. If you do that while you're waking, say if you did that 10 times for 10 hours, that's 100 minutes. You can split it up. You can do five minutes, five minutes, five minutes. The key is just to do it repeatedly. So the time is always there. The issue is with people, we not only, like, look, we not only feel that we're busy, we want to be busy. Because the one emotion that people hate most, wait for it, is boredom. You can't stand boredom. Oh, my God. Woo, boredom. When you have nothing to do. My God, that's why you always see people on their phones, always fidgeting around on their phones because they don't want dead space in their life. They want to always have something to do. You ever met a person that always needed to do something? I used to date a young lady like that. She was, she she had to always, I mean, she was so cute, right? She always got to have something moving. And I'm always proud of her because she was doing such a phenomenal job in what she was doing, but she had to always stay busy. She wanted to always, and I said, baby, you need to rest. You got to relax. Go, let's go to the spa. She couldn't get she couldn't get a massage before hours. She just can't like sit. But I did teach her how to meditate. She would meditate with me every morning, and hopefully that was beneficial to her in her life. But um, some of you, you know, you can't stand still because you don't want any dead space in your life. Listen, dead space is important. Let me tell you why. Let me tell you why dead space is very important for uh, human beings. If you, you we. We think about 60,000 to 70 thoughts a day, okay? Every day. So think about it. If your mind is thinking about all these thoughts every day, it's like it's, it's like an engine that is always on. If I'm driving my Lamborghini 200 miles per hour for hours and hours and hours, it's not going to run efficiently. The tire's going to burn out. The engine's going to Like something's going to happen. It has the capability to do that, but not for a long period of time. And that's what happened with a lot of you. That's why you have these anxiety attacks or you get overwhelmed. You start crying for no reason because your body is not able to process all these thoughts that your mind is trying to instruct the body to do. So when you have dead space or when you have quiet time, right, this is an opportunity for your mind and your body to relax. It's like turning off the car and letting the car rest for a while, right? Letting it rest, you know. Can't drive that thing, like, for days and days and days and days and days. You need a break, right? 
So the body needs a break as well. It can run high level, but it needs to recharge. Like a Tesla. Who has a Tesla car? Like the Tesla, it's a battery-operated vehicle. But you can't run that thing all day, all day, all day without getting a recharge. Sometimes you have to park that thing, you have to plug it up, and it has to recharge. But the same thing with the body. okay? And the mind has to recharge. So you meditate. All you're doing is recharging the mind. Okay? What's next here? Why is, it, why is it that I meditate about different things each time that I meditate? Is that normal for a beginning? Yeah, yeah, it's fine. You mean you think about different things. Remember, meditation means to get familiar with the mind. So when you begin to meditate, you will be aware of so many thoughts that you never thought about. Or you may, you may, listen, you may start to have thoughts about your childhood for no reason. You may have thoughts about the man that broke your heart. The divorce you were in, your child. I mean, you can have some insane, you can, I mean, you start thinking about the abuse in your life. I mean, it will come up because it's there. It's been there the entire time, but you've neglected it, right? But it's there under the threshold of unconsciousness. But you have to address it. You address it by just confronting it. Like whenever you meditate and you have a negative thought, just go back to the breathing. Like you have something negative in your past or something that was negative in your life. Remember, go back to the breathing. Focus on the breathing. Focus on the air coming in your nose and exhaling from your mouth. Okay? Because you're training the mind to focus. Does that make sense? You're very welcome, Toyota. Not to be confused with Toyota. I heard muscles build when you rest. Yeah, they do. That's why my muscles are so phenomenal right now. Okay. I'm getting large and bigger and sexier and hotter. I think I'm getting taller as well. <laughs> it's just my intention. Listen, when I meditate, I visualize everything. Like everything. I, I visualize everything. Working out, my day, you know, people, situations with people, everything, even my haircut. When I get my cut, I need to make sure my barber smooth cuts it perfectly. I see the people that look at my hair and say, wow, look at this guy's hair. It's gorgeous. <laughs> I meditate on there. I mean, I visualize everything, folks. Okay. But I've been doing this for about 10 years now. Is making money the same concept as like going to the gym? Um, hmm. Yes and no. You know, one thing about the gym. Well, I'll say this because when I first started to work out, I had to put in a lot of work and I didn't get any results for many years. But once I got the results, it was easy. So I guess that's so similar to making money. Right. You have to. um You know, can I ask you guys a question? Look at that. That's a shooting star, right? No, that's a plane. But why do planes have headlights? You ever thought about that? Like, why do planes have headlights? Obviously, the plane doesn't need headlights because you can't see anything. So why does it have headlights? I don't know. Maybe for the tire to sit. I, I don't know. Random question here. Uh, Alexander, how are you? 
so yeah, making money is quite similar as far as you got to put in a lot of work, 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 no money, no money, no money, no money, work, 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 no money, no money, no money, no money, more work, no money, then eventually you put work and you make money, then you work, money, 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 work, 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 money, 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 it's just how it is, just like the body, you know, you can work out in the gym for years and not see the results that you want, but they're coming. Okay, if you continue to work out. That that definitely wasn't in my training. Yeah, Rhea. You yeah, exact Rhea. Um, are you you're you're a you're a flight attendant, right? So tell me, Rhea, why do planes have headlights? I mean, what's going on? Why? I'm trying to understand. All right, what's next here? So what did visualization visualizing start like for you and how did you build today's visualizations well so chair woman that's a great question here i began to visualize like decades ago because i wanted to be rich you know listen when you when you're trying to make money you're willing to do anything and you do everything you read books you go to seminars you walk on fire with tony robbins you start saying affirmations you start creating vision boards you start scripting you start journaling you just get into everything. You start getting stoned. You start looking at the moon. Oh, it's a red moon tonight. That means I'm going to be rich. You know, you start looking at your, oh, I'm a Capricorn. So that means on this, day, you know, whatever. You start looking at numbers. Oh, one, 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 one. That means tonight is going to be a great night. I, you know, we start to do everything because we want more money. So I was trying a lot of stuff. And I got deep and started to do some deep learning about the brain. Okay, because I, I, I begin to understand just by using reverse engineering. Many of you know I was an engineer for 10 years and I started to apply some first principle concepts to what I was doing. And I said, well, if I want money, if I want more money, where does it all come from? Like, what does even the world come from? The lights, apartments, condos, cars from the mind. Like somebody had to think about something to make things relevant or to make things even um, real as they are today. It had to come from the mind. So I started studying the brain. I started understanding the limbic systems, the cerebellum and the omega-gata. I'm saying that incorrectly here. But uh, I started to understand about the emotional brain, the mammalian brain, the reptilian brain, all this stuff, the near contact, the neocortex. And I started to realize that, well, the mind it's responsible for people's success or their failures. Okay. Oh, thanks, real much love. That makes sense. So when I started to realize that the mind, like honestly, you can really use first principle theories. You just break it down to its smallest form. Like everything that exists had to come from somebody's mind. Money, no money, even your, listen, if you're poor, you're struggling, well, that reality came from your mind and your experiences that you have perceptions about, right? Sit. And it's not that you're poor, it's just you perceive yourself as poor because you don't have any money. But you had to learn that from somewhere. You probably learned that from your parents. You created the connections that having no money means you're poor. Or not getting what I want means that's a struggle. 
Or if I don't get what I want, that's a failure. Everything is learned behavior, but many of you learn what is called learned helplessness. Just learn to be victims, right? You're just like, oh, nothing works for me. But that's learned too, right? Everything is learned, honestly. So I had to go through a process. Things are real. I had to go th- I had to go through the process of unlearning. Make sense? Like many of you know my background. My parents are a pastor of a church. Uh, my mom, she made $9 an hour. We didn't have a lot of money. You know, I was excited when we had McDonald's for dinner. We had breakfast for dinner sometime, breakfast for bre- breakfast, for breakfast, breakfast for lunch. And the reason why we had breakfast all the time, because it was a very cheap uh, meal, <laughs> you know, grits, toast, bacon, very inexpensive. Right. We wasn't going to five star restaurants. As a matter of fact, I don't think we ever went to any restaurants when I was growing up, when I was little. We didn't travel anywhere. I mean, maybe Huntsville when I was going to a revival. PK kids know about that. I've been to a ton of revivals, right? But um, yeah, I didn't see any Mercedes Benz, no Lamborghinis in my neighborhood. We just had a regular, normal, average life. So think about having a normal, average, regular life. And now you want to have an opulent, rich, luxurious life. The life that I had before, I learned to live that way. Like when I got, when I graduated high school, I got a job because that's what my parents told me to do. Right? Got a job. They said go to school. I went to school. I ended up dropping out. Then I went to the army. I just did what my parents told me to do because the parents, listen, the parents are the, they're almost like the, it's almost like hypnosis. Like you're in this hypnotic trance for like 18 years of your life because you don't really know what to do. So your teachers, your professors, and your parents, they're helping you navigate the planet because you don't know what to do, right? You don't know your ABCs. They teach you that. You don't know your numbers. They teach you that. You don't know what kind of job should I get. You don't know that. You don't know what degree, what major. They have a guidance counselor. They have a counselor or teacher for everything for 18 years. So the problem with that is you never really learn how to think for yourself. And then when you try to think for yourself, they tell you you're wrong. Hey, oh, your son is acting up. I told him not to say that. He's disagreeing with me in the class. And now you get punished, castigated for it. For thinking for yourself. So think about it. For 18 years, you get punished for thinking for yourself. And then for 18 years, somebody's thinking for you, telling you how you should live your life and what you should do for your life. You get it? So now when you become an adult, and now you realize it was all bullshit because you can't stay in your job, right? You can't find a significant other. You keep dating the wrong people, right? <laughs> keep attracting the wrong people in your life. Keep getting your heart broke. You start gaining weight. You start using food as a way to uh, deal with your either your anger, your sadness, your depression. You start using other vices like smoking and cigarettes and vaping and weed because you're trying to figure out how to deal with these feelings. And that's another factor. Like you don't know how to deal with your emotions because you've never been taught. You've been taught to shut up and pay attention in school. You've been taught to pay attention and listen to me at your, at your, at your home, right? Your parents just say, hey, listen to me because I said so. So you don't know how to deal with your emotions. You have no clue. 
So that's why, you know, more than 90% of the world have all these different addictions and vices to cope with their emotions because they don't know how to manage them because they've never been taught. Get it? So this is why, like, I'm not a religious man, but I do love one scripture in the Bible. I was talking to Lupe, who is my house manager. I was talking to her about that today, tonight, today, I mean, today, this morning. And I said, Lupe, you know, it's one scripture in the Bible that I love. I'm not a religious man at all, but it's one scripture that I adore. Does anybody know what it is? Guess. It says, and I'm a paraphrase. It says, be ye not conformed of this world, which means do not conform of this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Phenomenal scripture. And it's so right. It said, don't be conformed of the world. And we have conformed, unfortunately, from 1 to 18, because we didn't know what we... But we had no clue. We had no awareness that we were conforming, right? You didn't have a Wesley version that you can listen to on the internet. Luckily, we have the internet, so you have access to videos, even children and teenagers now, so now they can break out of the matrix. They don't have to fall in that old, go to college, go to school, get a good job, get two cars, get a wife, get a baby, and live your life, um, you know, live your little normal average life forever and die. So... It says, do not conform of this world, but be ye transformed. Because that's what people want to do. They want to transform. Well, how do you transform, Wes? Well, you transform by the renewing of the mind. And that's what we're doing right here. Like you listening to me, this is the process of renewing your mind. Because you're hearing beliefs, ideals, and different ideologies and philosophies that maybe you've never heard before. Or maybe you have but maybe you like how I deliver the information that gives you the opportunity to assimilate it easier, understand it, resonate with it. And now you can make it applicable to your life. You get it? So the renewing of the mind is where you need to start. It's not, you don't need another opportunity. You don't need another mentor. You don't need more money. Oh, I just need more money. <laughs> No, no. You need to renew the mind. Okay? You can give a person more money who has a mind that is so adulterated that they just get rid of the money. Right? They just get rid of it because they're still the old them. You got to renew the mind. What you're doing right now, you're renewing your mind. This is the process of renewing the mind. It's accepting new beliefs. It's being able to evaluate. Thank you, Rio, so much. Romans 12 and 2. It gives you the opportunity to really think about like your life and say, you know what? Okay. And I and I did this in 30s. I was saying, well, okay, what am I doing now? I got three children. I'm 30 years old. I don't have a job. I'm trying to run a business. I want to make money and I want to be a millionaire. But I had to ask myself a question. I said, well, why do I want to be a millionaire? Why is that so important to me? Well, I want to take care of my family. But what does that really mean? I mean, why do you really want to? I mean, you could take care of your family now. You don't need a million dollars to do that. Well, I want to have a phenomenal life. But what does that mean, Wes? Now, this is me having a conversation with myself at the age of 30. True story. But what does a phenomenal life mean to you? Like, what do you want to do? And I said, hmm. So I want to travel the world. Well, where do you want to travel? And how often do you want to travel? I said, I want to travel every single month. 
It's 197 countries. I want to touch all of those countries. And I just don't want to travel. I want to travel first class. Why? Why first class? What's wrong with coach? Well, you know, I want to be comfortable. I've seen movies of people in first class. They look comfortable. I want that little champagne glass. I want to lean back. I want to lay back on that. I'm a tall guy. I don't want to be in coach. I don't want to be next to people and trying to share the armrests. All right? No. I want to be comfortable because to be comfortable makes me feel good. When I feel good, I feel happy. So I had a very, very deep conversation with myself for like an hour. And this is when I was still broke, still trying to figure things out. And that night I got total clarity of the man that I decided to become. And I realized the old man that I was, I had to release and let go. I had to let go of habits, vices, addictions, people, almost everything. Beliefs, attitudes. Because for me to be the man today, the man I am here today, I couldn't be this man until I was willing to repudiate all the things that made Wesley Wesley when he was in his 20s or in his early 30s. And that's what you have to do. And that's what you're doing. I truly believe that, you know, a lot of you that want to be very successful financially is you have a constant battle with yourself. It's always a battle with yourself. Even even the people that want relationships, this one young lady, um, she wanted, she came over, she wanted to talk about, you know, relationships. She wanted to manifest a man. And, and I appreciate that people like look up to me to the point they really value the knowledge that I have, even though I've never been to college here. But I've read a ton of books and I have a ton of experience. And, you know, I can tell she has a battle with herself. It's like when I say she has a battle with herself, it's almost like she knows what she needs to do. But she's not willing to do it because of the pain that she won't let go of. That she knows she won't let go of. But she justifies to have the pain at the same time. It's like a constant conflict with this woman. It was amazing to see it. And that's what happened with a lot of you. Many of you know that you have the capability you have the resources, the ability to make more money, to quit your job and just start a company. Like, you know you can do it. But you have a, a conflict. The conflict is, what if I leave my job? How am I paying my bills? Well, what if it don't work out? See, it's a total conflict. And the conflict is, it's the you that you want to be and the you that you are right now. That's the conflict. And unfortunately, since you're more familiar with the you that you are right now, the OU always wins. That's why you quit every opportunity you get involved with. That's why your relationships don't work. That's why you can't just spend time. Some of you can't even spend time alone. You got to go find a new boo, new girlfriend, new man, new woman. And I'm not throwing right. I used to be like this too. You know how they said the, qu the quickest way to get out of a, get over another person is to find a new person. You know, for the first time in my life, I said, I decided not to do that. I didn't want to do that. I want to deal with that feeling of missing that per deal with the logic behind, you know, why did I do what I do and why and how can I be a better person without just having a distraction? And to me, that's called maturity because we just don't want to deal with those feelings. But what we don't realize, we're bringing the same person, the same self that was in the previous situation to the new situation. And you don't even know what's wrong. You have no, you have no idea what's wrong because you never took the time to really understand what was going on in the situation that you're in. And this happens in business as well, in everything in your life, honestly. It's very, um, <clears throat> very interesting. But however, 
I'm here to help you renew your mind. I'm here to help you to realize that you can be the new self. It takes time. You have to be patient. It is daily. I mean, it is a daily journey. It is. Some days you're not going to feel your best. Some days you're going to get sad. It's okay to feel sad. But it's not okay to suffer. It's okay to get angry. But it's not okay to be like insane. Right? It's okay to feel certain emotions. But it's also okay to understand that you can feel a different emotion at any given time. That you have the control to change the emotion. Does that make sense? That's what you got to understand. Emotional management, I think, is one skill that should be taught in school. My God. Like, I've taught all my children how to have emotional management. How to deal with them. Because they don't know. You know, I remember one time, my oldest, Deasia, you know, my princess, she... Um, she was flying from college and she was flying home and she forgot her ID. She was at the airport, forgot her ID. And my baby always calls me, you know, when she's in a emergency situation, she rarely ever calls me because she always can solve her own problems. But that time she was in the bathroom, she said, dad, I don't have my ID. I'm going to miss my plane. I don't know. I said, Deja, look at me. Breathe. Take a deep breathe. Take a deep breath. I had to break her pattern because she was just like she was starting to hyperventilate. She would just start to because she was just having all these thoughts. And what she was doing was she was looking at this situation as if she was just failing. Like she forgot the ID. Then by forgetting the ID, she's not gonna be able to make the plane. And then she was trying to go to her friend's wedding that was in Houston. So she was Stacking these things together all at once, which has caused the person to go out of homeostasis and they go into like panic. And, and I said, stop, breathe. Right. With a commanding voice, of course, I'm a father. I said, breathe, breathe. And she did that. And she calmed down. She came down. I said, baby, everything will be all right. Rebook your flight on the next flight. Go get your ID. You'll be in time. And she learned that. And this is what she do. I'm pretty sure because she don't call me in these urgent situations. And I'm pretty sure that's what she does when she feel stressed, overwhelmed. Just breathe. And the crazy thing is how simple is that? Like you don't have to go to a psychiatrist and psychologist. Like when you're having what is called, you know, some of you anxiety attack or what. All you have to do is breathe. That's it. Take a deep breath. Exhale. Take another big exhale and say, everything's going to be fine. And it, and it always does. It's, it's just, it's that simple. But yet it's not taught anywhere. They, they say, no, 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 no. You need to take Prozac. No, no, you need a pill. Wait, you have anxiety? Take this pill. You have a lot of stress? Take this pill. Take a muscle relaxer. Can't sleep at night? Take this pill. Put you to sleep. You're overthinking a lot? Take this pill. And that's unfortunate. Right? Because the only pill that you need to take is a deep breath. Okay? So, any more questions for me here? Are you getting value? For, 
How many of you are taking notes? I'm, I'm curious to see how many smart people are on this rant actually taking notes. Okay? See, this type of information, this is why I ask you to share this video and leave a comment and tag people because teenagers, young adults need to be aware of this. Do you know young adults are having what is called quarter life crisis? Like what is a quarter life crisis at 25? It used to be the midlife crisis, right? But now they're having a crisis at 25 years old. Why is this happening? It's the lack of education, unfortunately. Do your parents know that you are worth 40 million? Uh, how normal is it for you to be rich? Yeah, they know I'm worth 40 million, of course. And uh, it's pretty normal for me now. I mean, yeah. I mean, I take care of my parents properly, you know. Give them the good life, of course. But they're cool with it. No problems on that end. Um, taking notes, right? All right, smart. I love it. Any more questions for me? And listen, don't be afraid to ask me anything. Listen, yes, I'm rich, but I'm a regular brother from the South. Honestly. Right? Just a black kid from H-Town. Houston, Texas. I'm just, oh, I'm an open guy. I would answer anything. You know, I'm not, I don't feel superior over you. I don't think I'm better than you. I make more money than you, right? Maybe I have a better lifestyle than you. But other than that, I'm just like you. Well, you know, I chuckle, I laugh, I take dumps. <laughs> I like to eat at night. Like it's 1244. I'm hungry. I need a protein shake. Where's my assistant? I don't know where she's at. Make sense? So don't be afraid to open up to me. Like we're all family here. Talk to me. Let me help you. Okay? What is it that you cannot buy yet with the kind of money you have? A private jet. I don't have 30 million to spend, obviously. I don't have 30 million cash. And if I had 30 million cash, I wouldn't spend it on a private jet. What I plan to do is I'm going to charter jets. It's going to cost me maybe two hundred, three hundred thousand dollars. Well, it's actually going to cost me. I'm gonna fly every month, so let me think. What's twelve times two hundred thousand? Twelve times three hundred thousand dollars. Anybody have that number for me? What's ten times three hundred thousand? Is that three million? So let's just say. I'm going to spend about three to four million dollars a year on flying charter. Um, and it has to be on the jet that I want. I want the comfortable. I don't want a citation or a Cessna. It has to be one that has a bed, has the rooms, the office, you know, whatever. You know, I need all that luxurious stuff, right? So I'm going to spend about maybe four to five million dollars a year on private jets. You know, just chartering, which is not a big deal. I mean, if you're making $10 million a month, it doesn't matter. It's not a big deal. And it come out cheaper than owning a jet, which is $30 million. And then you have to pay for storage fee, hangar fee, pilot fees. I mean, just a lot of fees. So I think it's better just to charter. And if I hit a billion, then okay, we'll, we can get a jet. Right, but I think chartering is fine. I mean, you can charter a jet at any given time. It's, it's very simple to do that. And you can get with different programs like VistaJet, Wheels Up, um, NetJets, 
They have great, phenomenal programs. Thank you for feeding the homeless. It moves me. But thank you as well. Who would be another multimillionaire that you would say could be a possible competitor for you? You know, I don't have competition. I'm like I'm like Michael Jordan. I don't have competition. Like honestly, and I'm not trying to be braggadocious or brag and be extra cocky, which I am cocky at times. Listen, I win at everything that I do. <laughs> I, I listen, and I'm not just saying that. This is not an affirmation, folks. I went to ClickBank. I went number one. I think I was the only, and this is not important, but it's important to my black people. Like, I'm the only black person that went number one on that platform ever. There's no other black person that ever went number one on the clickbank.com. Because it's not dominated by our culture of people, unfortunately. You know what I mean? Um, Digital Store. I've been number one many times. I'm number one now. They just haven't updated. I mean, I just, I'm, I'm number one at ClickFunnels. I mean, I got awards. I mean, I'm always number one in something. I'm, I'm just always, if I want to be number one, I just will be. It's just how it is. It's just in my blood. I don't know. Like, I just always win. Honestly, I just always win. And so I don't think about, comp- I mean, I don't have any competitors. Like, who can compete? I, listen, I, I feel bad for the person that's trying to compete with me. You're going to lose. Like, you don't. You don't want to be my competition. You're going to lose. You might as well just go home. Honestly, you're not going to win against me. I win with every... I don't care how long it takes. I don't care what I got to do. I'm reading this book right now that says play nice, but win. Right? No, I said, he said, yeah, yeah, play nice, but Michael Dell. So remember Dell Computers? This man is worth about $60 billion. He says play win. He said play nice, but win. That's me. I play nice, but I'm going to win, which means I will run you over if I need to. I'm not gonna kill you. I may run over you with a with a Versa or with a Honda with a Ford Focus. I'm not gonna run you over like with a tractor. I may break your bones a little bit. I'm not gonna kill you, but uh, I'm gonna win always. So you don't want to compete against me. Not in my industry. Nah, you don't want to do that. Don't even do it, Tisa. You want to work with me. Make sense? You don't want to. You don't want to play against me. You want to work with me. Make sense? Because I'm going to run your ass over. I'm serious. I'm like In business, I'm ruthless. Many of you have never seen it yet, but I am ruthless. And I'm very persuasive, extremely. And I always get what I want. Always. Ask anybody that worked with me, any partner. I mean, I just always get what I want. But I get what I want, and I make sure that I communicate to another person for them to get what they want as well. Okay? Because I want the deal to make sure it's fair. So, yeah, you know, when people say you should be your own, like, I'm not even my own competition. I'm not competing against myself. No, I'm just winning. It's just whatever I want at, a, at any particular moment, I just get it. Money Saturday said it's coming for me. Come, come for me, please. Please. Because there's no competition out here, honestly. Wes, when do you think you will hit a billion? Right now. Tonight I may hit it. You never know. I don't put any timelines on anything. How long are you keepers your stock for? What? How long do you keep your stock? Um, I just keep it in there forever, honestly. And I don't put in stock. I put in index funds, mutual funds. I learned this from Kevin O'Leary. And I'm not. He says that 
Every man and woman should have at least $5 million cash in a bank account. Now, I'm not saying I got $5 million, but I'm just saying what Kevin O'Leary said. He says you should have $5 million because with $5 million, if you put it in a great mutual fund, a good seasoned mutual fund or index fund, you're going to be guaranteed to do 10 to 20%. So if you got $5 million and you do 20%, do the math. Right? That's a million, a million dollars a year. I mean, anybody can live off 100000 a month, honestly, you really can, right? Anybody can live, like, your survival needs. And if you have that, say if you have that in a brokerage account that's paying you 10 to 20% every single year on the interest, it's a hedge fund. A hedge fund manager is managing for you. You're paying 0.02% to him, which is nothing. I mean, you're just making $100,000 every single month with $5 million bucks. So if anything goes wrong, the economy tanks or whatever, or whatever happens, you just you always have that. It's almost like you can't lose. How and where do I start from? First, you need to discover what you want out of life, okay? What do you want? What do you want? Next question here. Yeah, fidelity for sure. Ameritrade. What are some things that millionaires and wealthy people have zero tolerance for that poor people tolerate all the time? Oh, I love this question here. So let me give you some of the things that millionaires, we have zero tolerance for. Zero tolerance for negativity. People that are negative. People that bitch and complain. Zero tolerance. Zero tolerance for people who make excuses. Like zero. Zero. Zero tolerance for people who do half-ass work. We have, uh, and you know, poor people, they tolerate it all day long. They don't care because that's what they do. They do half-ass work. They bitch, they complain, and moan, and drama. Like, rich and wealthy people, we don't have time for the drama. No time for drama. Drama is for your mama. Right? We don't, we don't deal with the drama at all. That's why sometimes it's difficult for us to find a are uh, a significant other because we don't like the drama, man. You know, we like a woman that's kind, nurturing, soft, less drama. I ain't just, I don't know, a woman that's quiet, intolerable. Okay, so that's some of the things that millionaires definitely, we don't tolerate that. Um, we don't tolerate people that's disloyal. Like, if you're a liar, yeah, we don't, we're not going to deal with you. We're just going to cut you off very quickly here. Um, Because trust and loyalty is very important for rich and successful people. Because every day somebody, someone is trying to manipulate or trying to get the best of us, unfortunately. That's what happens. It's one of the disadvantages of being wealthy is you just have so many people that's trying to get access to your money, man. It's just always like that. You know, it is what it is. But I'm okay with it. Because I tell people no, daily. Like, if I would show you my DMs and my text messages, it'll blow your mind. It's just people that ask for things. Or the people that tell me their situation. What is this happening? I'm like, I don't give a, like, I don't care. Honestly, I don't, I don't care. It, it probably should have happened to you. You know, you made bad mistakes. You made some bad decisions. So you need to deal with it. I'm not here to save you. The only people, the only person... The only people in my life that I would say are only the people that I love. My children, any woman that I've ever loved, yeah, 
I got a bag for life. But other than that, nah. Um, okay, Katie, open that car wash then. Beauty by Bree. Can you send a red light message for lazy people? Let's say they are always tired. Oh, God. Yes, you don't want me to do a red light right now. I don't want to hurt any feelings. I'm going to step on some toes. Okay? You know how I feel about people that's always tired. People that's always tired, they just need to die already, honestly. I mean, just die. I mean, <laughs> I'm just kidding, folks. You know, I, I can't stand, I mean, people, that, I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I worked all day. My feet hurt. I'm so tired. What? Just die. I was shut the, f like, okay. Like, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want us to go to sleep and don't wake up? I, I don't know. Honestly, because it's like the same people that's so tired and they want to run a company and run, run a business. I mean, you got 20-year-olds that are tired. In their 20s, tired. I'm like, what? You're 21. You're tired? What, you're tired of thinking? You don't even run. You don't even work out, and you're tired. Well, I've been thinking all day. Oh, shit. You've been thinking. Damn. What a shame. Because you've never thought before. You've never used your brain. So, yeah, as you are aware, yeah, I don't like to hear the word I'm tired. I don't want to hear that. All right, don't, don't tell me how tired you are. If you're my woman, maybe. Okay, fine. You can tell you're tired. Now I'm going to rub your back and I'm going to rub your feet. Give you a little kiss. You know what I'm saying? Make you some food or something. I don't know. But, um, yeah, any other person, don't, 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 don't tell me that you're tired. I don't want to hear that bullshit. Right. And like, don't tell me that you're tired and you want to be an entrepreneur. Cause I, I, let me share something with you. It's highly likely that you're going to be a successful entrepreneur if you're always tired with your job. Okay? High energy, high income, baby. Let's go. Tired for losers, man. Sleeper for the losers. You know? Okay? <laughs> oh, I'm looking at these comments here. You guys are... Uh, I'm laughing here. Uh, I got a big smile on my face right now. All right, questions for me here. Talk to me. Look at that. We got 81 people. I'm so grateful now that I have 81 million people on this rant right now. That all these people are sharing this out. They're tagging people and they're commenting below. Thank you. Hamida, how are you? Questions here. Talk to me. Can you raise your voice? Uh, the February high energy. Yeah. High energy! High income! Hey, can we all say that together? Listen, I dare you. I dare you. Can we play a game together? Let's, let's say it together. I'm going to say one, two, three. And all of us, all 87 million people right now, we're going to scream high energy, high income. Why? Because the people that I know that make high income have high energy, which means you, you operate on a vibration of positivity. You know, you're happy. That's high energy, by the way. Happiness, joy, gratitude, 
You ready? You down? Deal? Can we all do that together? And I, and I, and I get it. I know some of you may say, my husband is asleep. My wife is asleep. Who cares? Wake his ass up. Wake her up. And listen, if your husband or your wife are upset because you say high energy and high income at 1 o'clock in the morning, you probably need to reevaluate their relationship. Okay? Straight up. You know? Because <laughs> maybe they want a normal average life, and that's not what you want. All right, so that's, you guys are ready? I'm going to count down from three to one, and we're going to say high energy and high income. How do I achieve it? Don't worry, I'm going to show you. We're going we're gonna to scream. Listen, I want all of us to scream all over the world. Right now, we have 83 million people all over the planet right now. We're going to scream high energy, high income. And I don't care if you're in that little bitty apartment with those little thin-ass walls. The people going, it's okay. We're going to sit one time, right? Your next-door neighbor is going to wake up. Like, what the? It's fine. They're going to go back to sleep because they're not going to know it's you. So go do it one time. Is that cool? You ready? Okay. Are you guys ready? Come at the word ready. If you're ready to go, we're going to say it one time. And I want you to say it as loud as humanly possible. Now, listen, teenagers. Yeah, you maybe got parents in the room. It's okay. Your parents probably going to get up, come in your room and say, Dad, I'm just, I'm just saying high energy, high income, because one day I'm going to take care of you, and I'm going to retire you from your job. That's why I did it, okay? So go back to sleep. Or just tell them that Wesley Virgin told you to do it. Tell them to DM me later. I have a conversation with them. Everything will be fine. All right? Three! Two, one, high energy, high income. Let's go. How did that feel? Feel good, don't it? Mm. Man, it feels great. <sighs> Man, I feel phenomenal right now. I think I'm going to earn $300,000 tomorrow. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, today we almost did 200000 total. Total sales. I think I'm going to do 300000 Why not? Why not? Like, why not? Let's go. Now, tell me that you don't have a smile on your face right now. Tell me that you're not happy right now. Tell me that right now you feel absolutely unstoppable, right? You feel confident. Tell me that you don't feel successful at this moment right now. Tell me that you don't feel resilient right now in this moment as you listen to my voice. You do, right? Have you done the firewalk at Tony Robbins? I have. All right, what's next? That felt good, right? I know it did. Yeah, it did, of course. The neighbor just... <laughs> the neighbor just turned on the porch light. She'll be okay. You know, one thing about people that have high energy... People with low energy, they love people with high energy. They Listen, you might think they don't like it. They're like, oh, my God, why are they screaming? But they like that about you. You caught their attention. And deep inside them, they wish they were like that. You know, you ever met a person that's always smiling, that's always happy? You know what people, I, I used to date this girl. And she was like, why are you always happy? Why do you have that smile on your face? You guys wipe that fucking smile off your face right now. I'm like, oh, whoa, 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 baby, relax. She hated it. She just, like, she loved me, but she just hated that I always had a smile on my face. Why you had a smirk on your face, Wes? You always get that little smirk. I slap it off your face right now. I said, oh, yeah, talk to me dirty. Slap me right now. Go for it. 
That's what I used to tell her. She'd get more pissed. <laughs> but some people, actually, they, don't, they can't stand people who are happy. It's insane. How can I get close to my boss, the CEO in sales job? I started there. Go into his office and introduce yourself. That's it. Go into your office, go into his or her office and introduce yourself. He's walking hard upstairs. He's trying to, you know, when you stay in those little cheap apartments and you can hear people stop, you know, when you're making too much noise, they're like, boom, 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 trying to tell you to shut up. I remember those nights and days. It's okay. Believe it or not, I used to do this when I was standing in cheap apartments as well, like, like some of you. Man, they would be on the floor. Shut up! I swear to God. Yeah. But I just didn't care. But now I have... I stay in a penthouse, so... I mean, it's, it's huge. It's 3,500 square foot, so... No one can hear me. Well, I don't think so. I think I'll find that in the morning. Hey, Zara, how are you? Mm, what's next here? He's a billionaire. How can I get close to the CEO of the sales? What you mean? It doesn't matter if he's a billionaire. Does he have office? Is he there? Knock on his door. Hey, how you doing? My name is Jordan. Just want to meet you, man. I'm, I'm very, I admire you. I'm proud of what you have built. Just want to shake your hand. That's it. What is he going to do? Get, what is he going to say? Get out of my office. What's next here, folks? How do regularly, how regular, regularly, do you scream like that, and what do you say? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Whenever I feel like screaming, I just scream. I don't know. I mean, I asked the woman that I date. She used to do it all the time in the car. She loved it though. She loved. It. I love her little laugh. <laughs> she loved. It. I'm ex- I'm an extremely unpredictable man. I'm just. I am. That's what women love about me, by the way. But um, I even people, I'm just unpredictable. You never know what I'm going to do. You should never know. What's next? This is an excellent rant. Well, thank you so much. And thank you for tagging people and sharing this out because you think it's so excellent. Thank you so much. You know, my goal is for these rants to get better and better and better, okay? A gentleman, a gentleman is supposed to... It's, it's supposed to be kept happy in every way, shape, or form. I agree, Rhea. Absolutely. Absolutely. He's supposed to take care of that man from his head to his toes. Right? Absolutely. Do you ever need to go back to humble beginnings to stay grounded or grateful? Nope. That's why I have Herman for Chetplex, which is my best friend. He's the humble guy in our friendship. I'm not the humble man. He is. Hey Wesley, most days before I sleep, I get thoughts flooding my mind. Should I meditate at that time? Yes, you should. And take a deep breath. And exhale. And take a deep breath. And exhale. And take another deep breath. And exhale again. Any more questions for me, folks? What's next? You mentioned a book on influence last night. Yeah, it's called Influence by Robert 
Cialdini. Okay. It's called Influence by Robert Cialdini. How did you meet Herman and become friends? Yeah, believe it or not, many of you know who Herman is, right? You know, that's the only guy that you see. He's a Cameroonian guy. He's from Africa. He's from Cameroon specifically. And um, he's probably the only guy you ever see in my story sometime, right? And we met. He was driving Uber for me. He used to drive Uber, believe it or not. And this was like six, seven years ago. And he picked me up because he was taking me to go get one of my vehicles. I was getting one of my vehicles wrapped. And I just love his customer service, man. This man, he gave me a nice Fiji, gave me a hot towel. He opened the door for me. This guy was amazing, honestly. And he began, he, he began to become my driver. Like he was basically like my driver for the airport runs. He would come to my apartment. You know, listen, not only would he come to my apartment, he would come up to my place and get my luggage. I miss those days. Herman don't do that anymore. He don't even drive me anymore, right? But I'm proud of him. He has his own thing. But um, yeah, man, he used to come to my apartment and get my luggage and bring it down to his to his Escalade. So he was my driver for about a year or two, right? I love him, man. One time when I got when I landed, he had a plate of African food for him. I mean, this man was like five star. The customer service was just unmatched. And then um, in the beginning, you know how people are. You know, they text you all the time. I never text Herman back. Like, never. I would never respond. Right? Because I, I don't typically have friends. I don't do the whole friend thing. I, I mean, I don't really need friends, honestly. I mean, a good woman, my children, is fine with me, honestly. But um, Herman was a very genuine person. And is loyal. And I learned that over the years. I remember one night. I'm going to tell this. I was in bed with a young lady. It was like 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock. And, you know, if you know anything about me, after I finish making love, I need to eat. Anybody else like that? I need food immediately, right? I mean, I'm 220 pounds of solid lean muscle. I need to eat food and I need to be fed. I'm in bed with this woman. We just finished a night of intimacy, right? And I, I text Herman. I said, man, man, I'm hungry, man. You think you can go get me some Waffle House? Do you know this man... I swear to God. Because he was driving Uber at the time. So he was already out. He brought me Waffle House for me and that young lady at 1 o'clock in the morning. And I was like, what the? I said, okay. This is my guy. And then uh, over the years, we just became best friends, man. And that's it. He's just very loyal and he's very trustworthy. Like the most, He's the most genuine trustworthy, loyal person I've ever met in my life. Especially as a man, right? 100%. He's a phenomenal person. And now he's on his own transportation company here in Houston. And he he's one of the top real estate agents here in Houston. He's doing very well. He's doing very well. But he is the epitome of service. Like he really understands the statement service leads to greatness and that's what he did for years for me he just serviced me he just he just gave me anything i wanted anything i needed he would just make it happen for me i mean herman he introduced me to a lot of women i mean herman was herman like doesn't know a stranger so if i wanted a girl he would just go get her for me like like the girl he don't do that now he changed my god right (laughs) 
But back in the day, man, I can tell you, I guess I'll tell this story since you guys want to be in my business. So we was at the club. This is, man, five, six years ago, man, maybe seven years ago. And I saw this little Latina, short, beautiful girl. Mm, I mean, she was gorgeous. And I was like, oh, man, I got to have it. And one thing about me, if I see a woman that I like, that I got to have, I just have to have it. It is what it is. And I do whatever it takes to get it. So I'm in a section. And that night, the funny part was I brought another girl. But I just met her that night at my apartment complex. And um, I mean, she was a pretty girl too, right? She was cool. And I had another friend that came with me and she brought her friend. So it was like a double date thing. We both went to this club. I had my bodyguard with me as well because it was a sketchy club. So I hired me a, a bodyguard. I have one now. I just don't use him because I don't go out. So his name is Big Tex. Big guy, Houston, Texas. You don't want to play with this guy. So we're in the section. We're a club and we're having a good time. I'm not really into the other girl. At first, I mean, yeah, she was cute. She, you know, but she just one of those kind of pretentious pretentious woman, you know, want to be seen, want to be blah, blah, blah. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. I like basic, beautiful women, honestly. I just not trying to be in everybody's camera and post it on Instagram every second. I don't like those type of girls. All that makeup on her face and fake booty, fake everything. That was her. Whatever. Okay. So I'm hanging out and I see her and I say, oh man, I got to have So I said, Herman, I need this girl. I need her, right? And I think what I wanted to do, and she um, she was in a section with all her girls, and they worked for Hooters. That's a whole other story, folks. Well, I always end up with waitresses, bartenders, hostesses. It's so weird. I don't know. I think because they're just pretty women, and I like pretty women. So, um a lot of pretty girls over there, right? There's this one particular one that I was like, oh man, she is my type. She is my favorite. This, this is my type, right? So I tell Herman, I said, Herman, go get her. Go go get my bottle. You know, go to whatever. Herman was over there, started a conversation. Like I said, Herman knows no stranger. He would talk to anybody back then. And he start talking to the girl and five minutes later, I looked to my left him and the girl are coming to the section. Now, let me paint a picture for you. It's me, the girl that I brought, my friend, Herman, and the other girl that's hanging out with my friend. Okay? And she is coming with Herman to the section. I'm like, oh, my God. What is happening here, right? I just I said, Herman, I just told you to buy a bottle. I didn't tell you to bring the girl. But she brought it over, so I said, well, I had a decision to make. I brought her in, took her hand. You know you know how when you're in a club, you're in the sex, you're always standing on the edge, on the couch. You know, you want everybody. I don't know why we do that as people. We just stand up on furniture and stand up on the edge. And I introduced myself. Hey, I'm Wesley Virgin. And she introduced herself. And I'm captivated. I'm like, mm, my God, she's pretty. She smells good. She is just beautiful, right? And we just started dancing. Now, listen, the other girl is still down there. But she on Instagram. 
True story. She's on Instagram. Like, te- I don't know what she's doing. And me and this girl's dancing. You know, we're in our own world. And, you know, like 30 minutes later, now we're making out. Like, I'm making out with this girl in front of the other girl. Like, you're talking about savage, right? I'm making out with the girl. I don't know. We just had a connection. It was a, it was one of those instant connections. I mean, folks, I think we've all had an instant connection with a woman, right? Or, you know, vice versa. And it was just like, we was in a zone. So long story short, we're dancing. You know, we're making out. We get each other's numbers. I think she has to go. And I'm back in the car with the other girl. She was like, what the hell is wrong with you? I mean, I know we just met, but you out there making out with the bit? I mean, this girl, she was trying to get on, but she ain't go nowhere. She still stayed with me. But yeah, I wanted to tell that story. So shout out to Herman. <laughs> What's next? I mean, listen, I am a savage at times. I mean, I'm going to be honest with you. Honestly, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm the type of man, listen, I could be talking to someone. Like, say if I'm at the club, I'm talking to a girl. But if I don't like this girl, if I like somebody else, I will politely dismiss this one and go right to the next one. With, like, like Almost like she doesn't exist. And I don't think that's a big deal. Because me, I know within the first couple of minutes if this is going to be a match for me. If I'm going to have any type of vibration here. And I'm just going to switch. And women don't like that. But women do it too with guys. So it's not a big deal. I'm just a man that know what I want and I know what I don't want. And I just dismiss people very quickly here. I do it all the time. It's no problem. It's so easy to me as well. These rants are golden. Yeah, they are, aren't they? And man, you have to learn how to be this way. I give you some advice. Whenever you go to a club and, you know, you got a section and you and say if you invite a girl, invite some girl, whatever. And then five minutes later, you don't want them in your section. Just get them out. Don't feel that you're stuck or you get a bodyguard to get them out, but get them out. I do it all the time. You know, sometimes women, they just sit in your section. I'm like, hey, because I always get a security when I come to a club. Even now, even though I don't club all the time, I don't even club at all. But um, like when I was in New York, it was these girls in our section. I didn't ask them to be there. Well, actually, they said, well, my feet hurt. Can I sit down? I said for five minutes. And when five minutes are up, I snap, talk to the bodyguard, security guard. Hey, can you go in the exit? These women out. And, um, he, he kicked them out. And that's just so simple. It's not hard. And, man, you have to learn how to be that way. It's, it's not being rude. Like, if it's your section, it's your... And women will respect you. You just can't... Because women, man, they just think they can just get over, do whatever they want to do. You have to learn how to check them. If you don't want them there, get them out. Get them out immediately and move on. All right, what's next? Uh, let me see. Uh, here in a second. Okay, I'm next. What's next here, folks? Will you date someone that is trans if you met them in a club? No, I would not. I only like women. Total women. Women that were born a woman. Yeah. What's next? But I have nothing against um, trans women at all. No, not at all. It's just my preference to date women only. Women that were born as a woman.
Let me see here. Are you getting value here tonight? Value as usual, huh? I love it. We can talk about any topic, folks. Yeah, whatever you want. Any more questions for me? It's 118. I have work to do. But I'm here for you if you need me. Here for any last questions here. And if you really like this, share it out. Share it for me. Leave a comment. You know, let let, let me know how how the rent was. If you liked it, you want to keep, want me to keep, continue to do it? If you have topics you want me to talk about, you can always send me a DM as well. Okay. All right, folks. I'll go ahead and let you go. Thank you so much for being here with me here tonight. Did you have a great time? Did you learn something? Do you prefer Asian women over any specific type of women? I do love Asian women. I'm not going to lie. I love Asian women. And let me tell you why, man. They're just so nice. I like other races as well. I like Latinas as well. But, um, you know, Asian, they're just so, so, so caring. So nice. So nurturing. They have very, very, very great, good, um, the culture, the values, man. It's just family values. And they just know how to take care of man very well. All right, guys, much love. This is Wesley, Billion Dollar Virgin. Thanks for the comments below. Thanks for the likes and shares as well. I'll see you tomorrow night. Remember, in life, you don't get what you want out of life. You get what you picture. Picture the life that you want every day, all day. Much love and let's go.